Welcome to Decoded, an audio documentary series where I, Joshua James, spark conversations with some of the most talented humans I can find, who are either masters of their craft or well on their way to being so. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master your craft, and thus the inspiration for this podcast came from my debut album also titled 10,000 Hours. As such, this first season will be dedicated to breaking down the process of creating and releasing the album, and I'll be speaking to some of the talented minds that helped me along the way. This is not just another music podcast. In fact, in future seasons, I'll be delving into the many other art forms I have an interest in, and will be speaking to creators from all walks of life, from camera to canvas and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and be prepared to learn about what it takes to master what you do. Why, hello there. Hi. How art thou? Thou is spiffing. What's <laughs> <Not> spiffing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. How are you? I am tired You're and tired. blessed. Though. You're blessed. Yeah, man, I'm good. Would you good. like to introduce yourself? My name is Shantae. My name is Shantae. My name is Shantae. I'm six foot four. I love Jesus. I used to eat chicken. I don't anymore. And yeah. Where did that my name is Shantae, my name is Shantae, my name is Shantae thing come from? Because you do it all the time. You did it on the radio the other day. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. It was just from a time of being around in Shoreditch like 2013, 2014 times when a lot of us used to just hang about together. And a lot of us were coming up and we would see literally how everyone started, what they would do, like, and you kind of had to find something to identify yourself or, I don't know, just something to make you feel a bit more personable. And also, it was just something about people always saying my name wrong or, like, calling me the wrong name on stage or something like that. And I, who is it? I remember I did it at a gig one day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. And then funny enough, I... I went to a gig and I think Shaka was on the gig and I remember he was like, hi, my name is Shaka with two Ks. Hi, my name is Shaka with two Ks. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing that people are doing. Yeah. This is dope. Um, and yeah, I just, I was saying it, noticing that other people were saying it as well. I don't know who started it first, but I just think it was a good thing. And it, it people are always going to come to you afterwards and be like oh that song da, da, da. but I, I wanted people to say yeah that song at least remember who I was but yeah. if they didn't it's okay but you have no excuse to mispronounce my name <laughs> if I say it three times I heard that yeah song. yeah really? all right cool so I have some icebreaker questions okay. I would like you to pick any number between one and eight seven okay cool what is your favorite album and why ID because it's bad is that is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't it say is my, bad though. It thank is bad. you. I can't say my own album though. That's a bit dead. No, you can, but like, I just I need an explanation. Aside from my own music, yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite albums is probably uh, Roots by the Cavemen. Okay, I think that album is like a it's a Afro beat, not Afro beats. It's like a Afro like a high life Afro beat album. I think you introduced me to it in Denmark uh, yeah you were playing it like yeah. around the house and stuff I love it and yeah. um remember I I heard that album middle of at least quick fire I mean we could do a couple more I I have a few oh okay so we could do a couple more but you can explain still oh, okay I didn't know if I had to be like no, 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 no okay cool um so I was introduced to them around maybe August 2020 yeah I think by Zoo and Shout Shumba. Out Shout out Afronaut Zoo. Shout out Shumba Masai. 
Um, yeah, man. And I remember I came to the studio one day and then Zoo was like, you need to hear this song. And then one song just became the whole album. And I think we all just sat there just listening to this album on repeat and that summer just brings back really good memories and mm. then that came with us like to Denmark so I just kept playing it everywhere and yeah. to this day like you can't skip a song on the album it's so amazing it's so amazing that's dope. yeah man alright pick another number six six right reverse thing mm. hmm if you could learn any musical instrument instantly which would it be and why Saxophone. Yeah. I like that answer. Saxophone. I spent a lot of time listening to instrumental music growing up because I found it really hard to find singers, especially women that had deep voices. Mm. So I would listen to a lot of jazz stuff and practice the runs and stuff that they would do. Really? Yeah. That's I'd, dope. I've yeah. never heard someone approach like using their voice in that way. Yeah, because in my mind, like it's a it's a wind instrument, mm. but it's still something that you have to use your mouth for. And the way that you control your vocal cords and your airflow is it's very particular. It's very different. So in order to get some of the sounds that like you think you're blowing out a sound, you're literally just vibrating on the reed of the saxophone. Right. And I always found it really interesting. So I used to listen to a lot of jazz and do that. So probably saxophone, if not, then guitar, like. Mm. I can kind of play it, but I want to just be able to just, like, I keep seeing myself playing it. I need yeah. To mm. It's kind of hard, like, trying to, because I definitely have, like, instruments that, like, I would like to get better at or, like, learn completely from scratch. But then, like, when you're actually spending your time, like, creating, mm. and, like, obviously in my case, I'm a producer or mm. whatever, and you're, like, a singer, songwriter, performer, dancer, yeah, but you're, a, you're, you're You're a singer as well. Ah, so I mean, I'm not really trying to claim and, that. And you're an artist as well, so why are you? Okay, okay, I, okay, fair, fair. Okay, fair. and you play bass, so you're talking about. Okay, I can dabble, I can dibble and dabble. And you write as well, so you're talking I about. I can write small, <laughs> small things. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like it's, it's. I don't know. In my head, I'm like, ah, oh, if I just had like six months where I didn't have to like do any of this other stuff, mm. and I could like completely channel my focus into like mastering this particular instrument then that would be sick but then on the other hand i'm like i don't want to not produce and write and stuff Mm. for six months but this is the thing i guess it's all about how you manage your time Mm. because if you're managing your time okay if you just say to yourself okay one hour of this day i am going to do this instead of i don't know yeah something that we can consider a luxury to be able to do maybe like watching two episodes of something on netflix yeah watch one One, watch one instead yeah that's true that's true all right cool i have a question for you do you remember our first ever studio session and the first ever song we ever did yes i do um that was in your house it was in my house and the first song we did three actually but the first one that we finished was joy yeah that was really good yeah that makes a jam. That, i'm smiling thinking yeah. about it oh wow that song's weak now nah, we, <laughs> we need to bring that and, song um i swear dana and um and andre like <sighs> like did live drums yeah. and like bass on it and like all sorts of madness oh my gosh and it I, just sounded like it just sounded fat i found that version the other day and i was just like well, i nearly cried i nearly mm. cried listening to it because i was like this is the first that was our first ever encounter yeah. like me like in a in a musical setting yeah and it was just a lovely time yeah a lovely time and we did we did that strut and i think it was called home 
I don't think it was. Yes. Yeah, I think it was yes. called Home or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you brought your pedal board oh, man. thing to my I house. I loved recording that yeah. song. <sighs> Might bring it. What year was that? Was that 2017? Maybe. Yeah, 2017. Mad. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um. So yeah, it's weird because like, obviously the way we met, we won't chat about that. But it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> we won't chat about that because it's not really relevant. But like. It's odd because, like, when we did meet and, like, obviously followed each other on socials, I was like, right, like, we know a lot of the same people, mm. but our paths have just never crossed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, like, I would like to think that we would have met eventually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know, like, in London, it's a bit, like, it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. So it depends, like, who you're with, what circles you're in and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, In terms of my album... Because this this first season of the of the podcast is basically kind of like digging into like ten thousand hours and stuff. Sorry, that's also one of my favorite albums as well. Oh, Should have said that. That's so nice. Yeah, I'm not saying Thank it because you. you're my bad, bad. <laughs> I'm saying because it's the truth. Yeah, man. Um, so what do you remember of? I guess like the process of being on my because you're on two songs on my album. Mm. Um, so I'm a bad man. Yeah, you are a bad man. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm you not. are no, you are a bad man though. But like, not many people are on two songs. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> let's, let's say something else. I just want to make it quiet. <laughs> two one two. Oh damn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, what do you? I don't even remember. I guess technically the first song was the appreciation. Yeah. Even though at the time we did it, I wasn't thinking about doing an album or anything like no. that. Um, but yeah, what do you remember from those those sessions? I just remember it being super lit, and it was the first time that me, you, and Dewey had been in a session together mm. as well. I remember that the appreciation technically wasn't the appreciation; it was actually sunshine. Yeah, it was called sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that was around the time where I was making my EP Sunshine. So everything I was writing about, I was like, oh, I, oh, it has to be sunshine yeah, related, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I remember not ever writing a verse. I think freestyle maybe something, but never actually getting a verse down and just having that hook and having that really cool outro. Yeah. Where it was just like a kind of like a gospel free for all and us messing around and us watching paternity court and just oh, yeah. busting <laughs> up. <laughs> Talking about how Lauren Lake's wigs were just on point. That is but so funny. But I just remember having a great time yeah. and th- saying that, like, we need to do this again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Straight away. And yeah. I think we did, actually, at Pirate. We did at Pirate, yeah, yeah. we and, did. And we laid down a, a melody to a couple of beats that you had, yeah. but then we just had that Kanye session. Yeah, we were just playing loads of, like, just Kanye bangers. And yeah. you were like, right, now Kanye actually is the GOAT, you know? Yeah. Like, he's actually undefeated in he, this team. He really is, man. Yeah, like... It's crazy. Mm. No, that session was a lot of fun. Like, probably to date, one of my favorites, just because the vibes was just elite. It was just amazing vibes, man. At one point, we were listening to like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And Ooh, just, like, yeah, and clips. Yeah, and clips and, and all of that. And the Neptunes. Yeah. Like, oh, also, that I don't think I'd. Yeah, just like you said, it's probably one of your favorite sessions. I don't think I'd ever seen you so happy to be in the session. Yeah. And I think it was the first time that I'd heard you create something like this 
that was because it was a fresh beat yeah yeah and it was just like oh this is vibe straight away yeah, okay yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know when you know you produce something good yeah I like you laid time down you were like yeah yeah i know yeah, this is I killed this. yeah yeah, yeah it's not even done and i killed you yeah 100 <laughs> um and then obviously like yeah you wrote the i don't do you call it a hook you wrote the hook but then you also wrote like a What's that I say shining in the East bit? What would you call that? Technically, that was a hook. That was a hook. Like the whole thing, that whole thing was supposed to be a hook. And then the whole I'm bringing you sunshine thing kind of just came about because we kept saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously we didn't like, it just stayed on the hard drive. For time. For time, for years. Till 2020. Yeah, till 2020. And then everything that happened in 2020, obviously, Mm. like pandemic, all of that stuff, George Floyd, all of that stuff. (sighs) Because even, obviously, I was trying to drop this album in 2020. Mm. Um, And to me, it was finished. And then, like, everything that was happening, like, in the world and stuff, I was like, I don't know, is it, it might not just, it might not just be me, but, like, as a creative in the middle of the pandemic, I was kind of like, obviously I finished my project, but it's like, we're sitting at home, like with like not much to do. No one's really working. No one's going out or socializing and stuff like that. So I kind of felt like, a ah, oh, like maybe I should like use this time to be productive mm. and like, let me, and I know a lot of like other producers or artists would do like stuff on social media, post like videos of them. I think Shaka did that like where he would just make a tune. I mean, Shaka's always been doing that to Bro, be Shaka fair. And he's just, he's, he's the king of doing that. I'm tired of his talent. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's always been doing that. Like, but like, yeah, I just felt like, ah, oh, nah, man, like, let me use the time, be productive and like, let me make tunes and stuff and then i just randomly decided to just like go on my hard drive which i do like maybe like once every year and a half and then i came across the sunshine song and i was like yo nah we need to finish this man Mm. like we actually need to finish this and at first i was like because we ended up redoing the vocals in it no we didn't do your vocals i swear we came here and we did. I think we just did that. I'm um, bringing you sunshine thing again. Oh, we just did that bit again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then obviously, like, shout out JD Joe. Um, yeah. Sent it over to him. He added a whole bunch of craziness. Like <sighs> this guy is just modern day Quincy. You know the ones, bro. Let's play a trumpet. Let's play piano. <laughs> you know who he is? He's Ryan Leslie. Yeah. You remember when Ryan would go on YouTube and be like, "I just bought a trumpet. I don't know how to play it, but it's gonna be on this song." <laughs> no he was taking the piss man no he's out of order yeah he was taking the piss Mm -hmm. yeah no big up big up him man and like yeah just the way all of that came together now i wasn't even gonna put it on the album like i was like oh let me make like a little ep just for the pandemic and that i'm not gonna i'm gonna mix and master it myself i'm not gonna spend no money on it man's just gonna throw it out there Mm -hmm. and then once we finished the song i was like nah because mm. the song is special mm, mm. um i still don't i still think that there's more for this song you know same i really do i feel like it's one of those songs that people are gonna remember and like and they start to know about like this year and then next year and next year and everyone's gonna be like oh my gosh why did i not know and it's gonna be something that really like goes along with yeah for yeah i agree that it's a, it's a very special record like it's a very special, and it came together like in a really, really special way as mm-hmm. well, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, the other song you're on on my album, Look Up. Yep. Um, what 
are your memories of that? I know what I remember of those sessions. Because that was another song that took a while to finish. From my perspective, mm-hmm. it took a while. I think you came in and like rescued the song. Oh, the swear. End. Yeah, because like literally F had his verse, um, but we had no hook. Okay. And we had no second verse. Okay. And then you just came in that day and he's like, oh, I've got a hook. I've got a second verse. <laughs> no, that was the first, I think that's the first time, not that I've never heard you rap before, mm. but that was the first time like, you were like, no, you know, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to rap on this one. I was like, rah, you're going to rap, yeah? <laughs> you're going to rap. Yeah. By the way, Shantae is cold at rapping. Like, Thank actually, you. don't get it twisted. Like, she's actually one of the coldest, man. Thank you um, so much. I could cry about my thugs. <laughs> I'm joking. I cry internally. You know the ones, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, I was like, oh, you're going to rap, you're going to write a rap verse. I was like, okay, cool. So then you were writing, 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 writing. Then you dropped your verse. I was like, okay, yeah, his verse is dope. And then you recorded the, the, the vocals and stuff. But that was a song that also, cause I had that beat for ages. Mm. Um, Oof, that beat is fire. That mate, beat is so flipping rude. What the heck, man? Mate. Yeah, that beat, that beat is dumb. Nah, I, you I, did well, bag. So. I did well. Yeah. I was in my bag. I was yeah, in my bag yeah, that yeah. day. I was in my bag that day. Um, but yeah, like, what are you, what do you remember about that particular session? It was a while ago. I remember, I remember the week or two before. It might have even been three weeks before you sent me the beat, and you're like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "This beat is cold." Mm. And then I was like, "Okay, so when are we gonna record?" So I think you said that you'd already done a session with F's. Yes. Um, shout out F's, man. Um, about him. He said that you'd already, you'd already done a session with him, and. Then you sent me another email of the instrumental and one of the verses. And I, no, it had two of his verses on it. And mm. I remember your references were really confusing. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, we're looking for like a an eerie, almost Disney Michael Jackson meets <laughs> Backstreet Boys on a thing. And, I remember. And, and I remember I listened to the one with... The, I think you put a vocal line as a chorus or something. Okay. And F's was rapping. And I was like, I can't listen to this. I have to listen to the instrumental. Yeah. Not because it's bad, but when I hear something, it's like my brain will just start going like this. I'd prefer to know what the topic is about. Right. And if you guys have got the lyrics to the verses or or if the verses are there, that's cool. Yeah. But if you've got like the lyrics, and I remember, yeah, the second verse... I love F so much here, yeah, but I was so confused by the second verse <laughs> because I don't remember he was like, oh, I think he just freestyles and stuff yeah, and it wasn't like really yeah, whatever. Yeah. The first verse, yeah, every time I listen to the first verse, I just remember how sick it is. Yeah. And like the flipping metaphors and like mm-hmm. the, the wordplay is dumb. Yeah. Like, And it's one of those things that after a listen, you have to listen again and listen again and listen again and then you start to clock. You start to like, clock all, different lines. Even yeah. the other day when he was spelling out, um, just he was just spelling out black. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. The man said, bravo, lit. it's amazing what they did with the game. Um, they put us in chains, now they're killing the shit. I'm just like, how are Wait, you what? black? No, piss off. How am I only just clocking this now? Oh, my come own on. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen. What? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, I'll spell it out. Bravo, oh, lit. Yeah. It's amazing what they did with this game. They put us in chains. No, uh, yeah, something, something. They tried to chain us, but killing That's it, they tried to chain us, but they're killing the shit. Yeah, man. Nah, bro. He's the goat, fam. Yeah. Flipping out. You guys are sick. Man. I don't deserve to know you. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, even the other day, I think I just tweeted it. Because I was just like... That's <sighs> mad. I'm going yeah. to I'm, I'm gonna need to retweet that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, nah, just, just listen sick. to that verse again. That's... Um, yeah, I think I need to... Because I, yeah. I think... Because I'm a producer, like, I'm just like... Usually when I listen to songs, I'm listening, like, from a production value 
like perspective first. Mm. And then like if I listen to a song over and over and over and over and over and over again, then I start to like pick up like certain lyrics. Unless the beat is super basic mm. and there's not really a lot going on, mm. then I'll listen to lyrics. But that's mad. Yeah. That's actually mad. Yeah, it's crazy, man. No, nah, he's sick, man. Yeah. You guys are sick. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are you. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll take that. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, dope. Um, so obviously this podcast is called Decoded, if you didn't already know. Um, we're basically trying to dig into the 10,000 hour process of like mastering your craft or mastering whatever it is you do. Obviously, we're musicians. I wanted to ask you, what's your 10,000 hour journey been like in terms of because I would say that, like, obviously, mastery kind of never ends, but I would say that you're definitely at a level where you can say, like, I'm, I'm beginning to master what it is that I do and stuff. Mm. Um, tell me about your journey. Tell me what you've learned in the process of trying to grow as an artist, trying to grow as a creative. Um, number one, that God is always good. <laughs> Honestly, like I've, I thank God because I've never had a point where I've not wanted to do music. Mm. I've never felt like, oh, I'm done with this. It's never crossed my mind. Mm. Like, it, it just never has and I always find it really interesting when like other uh, musicians or other like musical artists have these moments and and they say that and it makes me not that I feel like oh come on you don't like you don't really you don't really care about it it's not that because I understand how people can get there mm. but maybe because I feel like God used music as a lifeline for me I don't wow. think I have any other choice any other choice yeah like my name actually means to sing mm. like my mum like was like she's gonna sing that's mm. it so I've never I've always enjoyed it and I think one of the things about the 10,000 hour process in mastering your craft is just remembering that you're always a kid you're mm. always a kid like you have to approach things with a childlike curiosity, a childlike faith, everything. Because that same way that, I don't know, you might have been six years old and said, I want to be a firefighter. But then you also want to be the best Beyblade champion. Like, yeah. and you also want to be a chef and you also want to be an astronaut. Like all of those things are legit possible. Like every single one of those things, regardless of how the, the world has the cards up against us. Like regardless, like all of those things are possible. And as a kid, you don't know any of the barriers, the blockages, the obstacles. You don't know anything. Yeah. You just know that you have a goal. You don't even see it as a goal. You see it as a game and you enjoy it. And that's what you want to do. So I think that's how I've always seen music. I've always seen like, oh, but I like this. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, I hear that. Oh, I'm going to do that. So I've never... I I can never get bored yeah. of it. Like I can get tired, but that's just the physical that's just the physical side of things. Mm-hmm. I think the the motivation to create has always kind of been there even if it's has a, even if I haven't been able to f- write for a long time. Yeah. Even if it's just like oh I can hear a beat. Okay, cool. Or I can hear this uh this lyric for someone's song or I can there's always something. There's always something. Mm. So I think it's you have to not allow you not box yourself in. Don't allow yourself to box yourself in because once you start doing that, you start thinking about everybody else. That's got, that has nothing to do with the process. So you have nothing to do with the process. You're literally supposed to create for the joy of creating mm. and to express yourself. We are literally the only thing on this earth that was created in the image of God that can create. Say in my mind, it's like, oh, but my dad creates, so i got to create. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God creates. He said, I look like him. 
So I must do what my dad does, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's it's it's that simple to yeah. me because that makes me happy. Yeah. That goes from being in, I don't know, being in music down to like the stuff I like to wear, the things yeah. I like to cook. Like it's just an extension of expressions that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think once you apply that to your music, your artistry, I think it's beautiful. You Definitely. can't really can't really lose that way because yeah. then everyone else is like what is this what's this sound mm-hmm. like what's this vision mm-hmm. like what is i've never seen it before and you're not even trying to go out of your way to be different from anybody else yeah. you're just discovering your authentic self exactly yeah yeah That's amazing that is an amazing explanation i think um what i would want to know is did you always know that how long did it take you to come to the realization that you're at now like in terms of like what your purpose is as a creator? Hmm. I think I always knew, but it was more just unearth- unearthing it. Okay. Or have it, I say that this is probably how, to, this is this is how I've been able to define it now. Mm. I couldn't define it before, Got but you. that's the feeling I had. Got you. And I think where it, I knew that, or I was able to define it when I was singing backing vocals for other people and I was like, I don't want to be singing back and forth mm. people. I want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Because I got all this crazy stuff in my head. Why the heck am I singing back yeah. and vocals for everybody else? I'm tired. No disrespect to anybody I've ever sung for in it. This is not about <laughs> you. But I was just getting tired of people coming to me being like, so when is it your time? Yo, when are you going to do it? Or yo. when are you going to... Shante, you sound better than the mm-hmm, artist you're singing mm-hmm. for. And it was never about sounding better than anybody. And da, 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 da. it was just like, I said, don't tell me that. Like, because you telling me I sound better than them doesn't, it doesn't do yeah, anything for me. Yeah. Like, that might do something for you. It's just more so like people would recognize that. But she's got more to than this. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. And I knew that. And I remember like people just assuming, oh, okay, yeah, she sings. But you know, a lot of my musical friends, have t- gone down the teaching route right um and i did for a little bit as well and i think it's a good route to get into and if you can teach children about music and uh, how to create and to be free i think it's a beautiful thing and it's also a discipline as well like it's yeah. really great um i remember i did that for a while and i thought i'm gonna start resenting every person that i work with and uh, if i continue teaching i don't mm. want to do that I love to teach, but I don't want to do that. Let me teach later on in my life in a, in a way that makes sense. Like, yeah. Because I, I don't really like educational institutions. I think something's a yeah. bit weird. And I, I, you know that you one. You know, bank capitalism. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I think, I think I always knew. And then I remember when I put out my first project with Andre and we recorded it at the back of his dad's house. Mm-hmm. Called it Sweet 56 as it was just 56 Marsden Crescent in Fulton Heath. And his dad, Oi! his dad, <laughs> <laughs> his dad um, had a studio in the, what do you call Garage? Garage? Yeah, kind of. Shed? Yeah, it's like he built a shed sort okay, of thing. Cool. He built a studio in the garden. Okay, cool, nice. And I remember he used to record like loads of stuff in there. And we recorded like my first project in there. And when I heard the songs, I was like, I love these. And I remember someone saying, oh, what's the genre? And I remember me and Andre were just like, she just, she's like, Shay just does what she likes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I remember listening to that first EP, feeling that it was cohesive, but nothing was the same. Right. And I felt good about it. And then, how far was it? Like a month or so ago, I was listening to that first project, that first EP, Life and Sound. And I said, we were doing bits. Like, 
the 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 mixing and mastering and whatever is not that great. Like it's a process. It's, it's a, a process. process. Ten thousand hours. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, it was very good. Mm. Like in comparison to other things we of were course. listening to, but I was like, we were just doing something different. Yeah. Not because we were trying to, but because we just had a good chemistry and it made sense, and we just we just created things that we could Absolutely. hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think your latest album, mm. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> exemplifies that a lot because i often i often think not often but i do sometimes think like oh like what would i if i was to describe like shantae's music to someone or like what genre shantae is i'm just kind of like 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 andre said like shantae does what she likes but also like you just do so many different things and you're so comfortable in so many different sounds and different lanes and Mm different voicings and stuff um i wanted to know a bit more about like your background in terms of the kind of music you grew up listening to Mm. um and how that's kind of informed your ability to create especially in the context of now being like a songwriter like Mm. full-time obviously you've moved out to copenhagen yeah um um and you're you you know you signed a publishing deal all of that kind of stuff and you're writing for different people and i always find it interesting because like you're really able to like write for like i swear like a couple days ago like a song you wrote for some like danish pop artist just came out or something like that do you know what i mean but then you have a song like no ceilings on your album (laughs) or you have like um black nectar on your album like Mm. completely like different realms of music like how are you able to do that? <laughs> He's gone. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm very visual when I hear music. Mm. And I think I just want to tell the story that I see and I can hear. Yeah. So it just makes creating sounds, it makes creating sounds a little bit easier. It just, it just makes things flow. Yeah. And because I can see it, then I know I can do it. I like the attitude of, different like nuances in music as well if that makes any sense mm-hmm. like if someone delivers something and the attitude behind how they've delivered that's that particular verse or solo or whatever if that touches me i'm like wow i love that feeling like i think i can create that feeling. Yeah. it's not even i think i know i can create that feeling mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah man yeah that's dope when i just get excited and then in my mind my head starts buzzing with things that i would like to do to create that feeling right so all of that but i feel like the the thing that is consistent or the thing that allows it to be cohesive maybe is just i don't know if it's my if it's just my voice or whatever but it's just i want it to be like a a cohesive a sound of like confidence i can't explain it right um as i grew up i grew up in church so obviously there was the gospel aspect of things Mm -hmm. But then my mum is just a reggae fan. Yeah. So we grew up listening to a lot of reggae, a lot of lovers rock, um, dance hall, everything. Um, but then a rare, rare groove as well. Um, we used to listen to a lot of pop. I remember days when me, my mum and my brother, like before my sisters were born, we just stay up late at night. We Sometimes we might just fall asleep in the living room and the box is on. Like, mm, up the box yeah, and man. And then you'd hear songs. Um, I can't remember the artist's name. But it was like a, uh, what do you call it? It was, okay. Um, let me tell you, you know, 
Ah, I need a miracle. I need a miracle. And songs like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, they used to get me. Mm. Like, and I would watch these videos, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so sick. And mm-hmm. I'd be so inspired. And then Bon Jovi would be on the TV doing something mad. Crazy. Then you, then I'd be upgrade from cable and wireless to Sky Digital. Then mm-hmm. I'm seeing MTV Bass mm-hmm. and everything. But then I'd be going to college, not even college, but secondary school or primary school, singing songs that nobody knew because. I don't know, like primary school, there wasn't a lot of black kids in my yeah. school. So like, I'd be singing songs about like a Dina Howard and stuff that my mom would just be playing on. The, like, why is she playing a Dina Howard to like a five-year-old <laughs> on the way to school? So we listening to this stuff and then, but then I'd love Panic at the Disco. Yeah. And I'm just like, but this is, so, like how yeah. can, musically, I'm like, my brain is exploding. Yeah. I felt so spoiled because I yeah. felt like I just had a good, like all around musical upbringing. Absolutely. It made me feel so good. Like, Absolutely. So good. So in my mind, like I don't, hear just one thing i just hear the energy of stuff i'm like oh i want mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna do yeah 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 that's amazing mm. does the does the environment that you create in inform like how you create as well like in terms of your album how much of it did you do over here in the uk how much did you do in copenhagen or anywhere else like and did that kind of like have an influence on how the songs came out in any way mm, maybe three of the songs we had basically almost done and didn't have i don't know there was like a first verse and a hook and maybe like a bridge like three of the songs mm. and they were the ones that i did with andre so mm. that would be no black nectar we didn't like i think we wrapped up vocals in like 20 minutes and the whole song was done in like an hour wow like and i think i only i told <laughs> i need to stop doing this to andre i'm like yeah i got songs I, I used to do this as like a bad habit but almost because i would tell myself that like i need to always be prepared right. like if i'm gonna deliver something i have to deliver something and i just realized it's, it's not that i always need to be prepared it's i know it sounds so cocky but i just realized i was just sick in it <laughs> <laughs> so i remember he sent me this dropbox link like of just amazing beats like and a lot of the time when we have worked together, I I can hear stuff. So I'll be like, okay, no, I want the bass to go like that, da, 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 da. and like he can create what I'm hearing, and he mm-hmm. just adds his stuff. And then mm-hmm. this time he had sent me a beat, but I was listening to the beat for Black Nectar. It was called Autumn at the time, mm-hmm. and I remember I was on my way to Andre telling him I had songs written, I had nothing written. Yeah, and I had this track, I had this beat, and I was like, oh my gosh, and I was on the train, and I was just like, try as you might, and I kept thinking of this kind of eerie sort of mm-hmm. da, da, da. and I was like yeah this needs to be done I only heard, I only heard two verses I said that's all the, that's what you're that's getting, you're getting yeah. so that one was just done but then we did In My Lane big tune like, big tune In My Lane Take Time and Have You Ever mm-hmm. Have You Ever we recorded the whole thing in Andre's house when he was in East and it was just in his living room he had his daughter with him. She's like, Auntie Chante, show me McDonald's and teapots and stuff. And we couldn't find a way to get good sound. So I just recorded it in his cupboard in the living room. Like mm. we literally opened the two doors, put the mic there and put like a blanket on top of the doors yeah. and just hoped that his daughter wouldn't just open the doors and ask me what we're doing. So I thought she's going to jump on the mixing desk at one point. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, well, I'm comfortable with him. We've met each other for years since yeah. we've been kids. So that's easy. Yeah. But then when I got to Denmark with you guys, I remember just, I think the day after you guys left and me and Raheem stayed, we finished the rest of the verses. And that was after like 
knowing Raheem since I was like 20 and only realizing like when we were out there that we should just work together mm-hmm. because like all of us are just sick yeah, working together. Yeah. So it was like that five days of bonding again was like, oh, well, I can work with Raheem. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. Yeah. And I think we recorded the other three verses for each of those songs. So the, the second verse for each of those songs, like the next day. Mad. And that was cool. So it does, it helps to be in a comfortable environment, but sometimes you just got to go for it, man. Yeah. Because you just don't know. And if you're not feeling something, just don't, don't do it. Don't, man. yeah, absolutely. Don't do it. You might have something to offer somebody else though. That's true as well. You know, if you don't hear something for you, that's okay. But you might just hear something for a, a later part in, in life. I think that's like with Breathe. When we recorded yes. Breathe. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I just need to release some yeah. stuff because I feel like everyone needs to die a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. It could have gone to somebody else. It's like, true. It really could have. It's true. I'm personal about my songs, but it could have gone to somebody else. Have you always been personal about your songs? like, Or rather like... Because, okay, from my perspective, obviously I've known you maybe like three, four years now. Mm-hmm. I would say that, especially now that you're like a songwriter, like legit, mm. like you're more free with your art in terms of like writing for other people than mm. maybe you were when we first met. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I, you know what? It was, I'd always had a problem with people wanting to write for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I felt like if people were going to write for me and I was going to sing it, it wasn't authentic. Mm. That's what I thought, thought. And a part of me still kind of feels that way. I hear that. Um, so I would like to be a part of the writing processes for my songs. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's what it was. Okay. Writing for other people. Oh, that's cool. Okay, sweet. Because in my head, it's like, like we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to find out a little bit more about you. Funnily enough, me and Raheem were talking about the same thing yesterday. Mm. And he was just saying that um, he was talking about someone he wanted to introduce me to. And he was like, I think they'd be a really great writer. There's just so many things that they've got doing, but they don't know how to get into like the industry. Um, so he suggested that I would like write with them. And he was like saying that, again similarly he was like you know doing the writing thing and da, 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 sometimes it can be a bit personal you think oh it could be quite difficult writing mm-hmm. for somebody else but then he said oh he learned from he said he learned from me and then see he learned from me whilst we were away that it's actually a form of therapy yeah like you just sit down with that person you get to know them and you just find out what makes them tick and then everything about them just starts to like flow even if they are really reserved like it just starts to flow and it makes it so much easier to write for them so you can even draw from your own experiences whilst writing that song for them, but you know that they're going to resonate with it and they're more right. inclined to probably want to sing it because you, they know that you spent time with them and said, yeah, they want to know about me. They want to know who I really am yeah. so they can get the best out of this song. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Mm. Um, I think to wrap up or to get towards wrapping up the conversation... You've just released an album, amazing album, amazing body of work. Thank you. What are your plans, hopes and desires for it in the next few years, over the next few years? I want to tour, man. Yeah. I want to tour so bad. I miss um, performing constantly. This pandemic has really changed a lot of things, but things are slowly... I don't even want to say they're getting back to the same. I feel like we're going to find a new normal. And I'm super excited about that. Mm. I just want to create the heck out of everything. Yeah. Why not like find a new way to to do things? Um, 
So I want to tour with this album. I really want to get a lot of the songs on this album synced in movies. Absolutely. Um, ads, whatever it is. And I'm praying for like just new amazing collaborations with people I've always just looked up to or just appreciated. And like, I really want to travel because of it. I know I will. Um, this is tomorrow still. Yeah, traveling tomorrow. tomorrow yeah, <laughs> Finland with my boy. Finland with my boy. <laughs> um, I yeah, I see a lot for this album. Mm. I was saying to my friend Abdulisms the other day. Shout out to Abdulism, man. Um, I want to do a video for every single song on the project. Yeah. So we've got two at the moment. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but the video for No Ceilings will probably be out by the time this is out. Ceiling. Yeah. So that's going to be out on October 31st. Amazing. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I just want to... I feel like me talking about it is almost redundant because I always have these big ideas and then like God's like, oh, what about this? And I'm like, oh, that's even bigger. That's yeah. great. So I feel like I'm giving you a limited version of what the vision actually is. I hear that. But if I go off on it, it will be here forever. Because I'm just, I, I'm just so, like the other day, like Ray Black followed me on Twitter. Yeah, mad. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. What do I do with this? What do I do? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And it was not because I think I was talking about her a couple of days before yeah. on Cherry V's radio show. And yeah. I was just like, but this girl is sick. Like, she just needs her flowers, man. Like, yeah, she's just dope. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned the fact that her singing tone reminds me of Missy Elliott's singing tone. Mm. And an interview came out with her like the next day and she was basically saying how Missy and a few other people were like some of her like, biggest influences. So, so I'm like, I'm not a novice. This girl is, I, I can I can see. Yeah, yeah. Um, then she followed me and I was like, is that because I dropped ID? This is so sick. Yeah, like it has to be because yeah, I don't yeah. know what else yeah, it would be. Yeah, there's or. no other reason. Yeah, so even if it's just one person somewhere in the chicken shop sent it to somebody, sent somebody yeah. and she just happened to hear it. That's Amazing. dope. So I'm praying that something comes of that. And um man. I just, yeah, I just I'm just smiling. I have big no, big things. That's for it. good. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Mm. All right. Final question. Mm-hmm. What are your next ten thousand hours gonna look like? What are you trying to learn? How are you trying to grow? That's a really good question. Thank you. You're really on this podcast, isn't it? You know, wow, I'm legit still. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I love you. <laughs> wow. Oh, how much? Okay. How long is ten thousand hours in days? Quick Google thing. Yeah. Ten thousand hours in days. 416 days wow yeah so a little over a year yeah that's so interesting Mm. because imagine if it takes 416 yeah 416 imagine it takes you 416 days to like master your craft full days four days 24 hour days like yeah no i imagine doing that over a 10 year period honestly like every day for 10 years crazy jesus is king man i'm old (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean I, you're not old no I'm, I'm not old but i started doing solo stuff when i was 20 right and it's just hit me a decade yeah you're a master in this thing only masters on this podcast man i want to cry a little bit on the inside it's deep isn't it like it's flip me man anyway wow gangster for life um <laughs> <laughs> wow 
you know what? Yesterday, I was on set with Raheem Bakari. Shout out Raheem Bakari. Raheem everyone always. we've mentioned is just so lit. I know. You just got to big up everyone, man. It's just, it's actually unfair, man. Honestly. But, so he super inspires me, right? Because he was always in music, but music wasn't like his first thing. Okay. I don't, yeah, he's always just been very much into just like the visual side of things as well. And he's Great. just awesome at all that stuff. Um, But we were on set, um, just filming for something and I was watching him work and everything and then I was just remembering all the conversations that we've had um sometimes it gets a bit nerdy and we're talking about lenses and mm. all this different stuff and it's but it's so cool and I was just like I really need to pattern that side of my life a lot more as well like I need to buy a really great camera and just do the things that I see yeah um because I know I can do them because I know I can play a part in creating them because I've, I've seen it and I'm like, this is the vision for, I don't know, this music video Absolutely. or di- directing this or first ADing something or producing um, a film or whatever. I know I can do it. I know I can write them. I know I can, I know I can even film them. I just don't have the equipment or something like that. And I was like, I need to just do that. Like, I really just want to do it. Yeah. I want to have my music in films and I want them to be in films that I've created too. Amazing. Like, why not? Films that my friends are going to create. Yeah. Um, Even if it's just commercials, like adverts for different brands or whatever, but them coming to me and saying, hey, we know that you're like an all-rounder and we, like we just believe in your artistic expression or like your creative whatever that word is supposed to be that's Vision. supposed to be in my mouth there you go yeah. like could you do this and I'm like yeah cool mm-hmm. like that's probably going to be a part of my next 10,000 hours and I think it started yeah I just need to be more hands-on with it so I'm going to pattern a good camera I need like a nice black magic or something yeah just, like, I'm just going to be out here duppy and Donnie's like I cannot wait right. um that's probably going to be a part of it and and I want to get into like managing as well at some point okay maybe like a um not like a ghost manager <laughs> but kind of <laughs> like a ghost manager in it mm. someone that can just uh even if it's just the person that creates the inception of like a band or a this or a that right and is able to assist or is able to be like a mentor and say yeah let's do that um yeah yeah and that's something i really want to do yeah i love to write and i love to create music for people and i want to see people do well Mm -hmm. so if i can play a part in that then i will do that i want i want to be able to i want to be able to do some of the things that i said i was going to do or start to build on those things so like i've always wanted to open a school yeah. And not like a typical, again, not like a typical educational institute where it's like, hey, you must do this or you must do that. Da, 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 da. Um, some A place, maybe more so of a hub, but still classes of school. Mm. And it's still a, a quote unquote verified education. So I mean, that people can kind of say, okay, well, you can actually learn this way or whatever. But almost inspired by like the school of life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? People learn in so many different ways. And I feel like community-based learning is so great because... If I've got friends and family that know so many different things and are able to express those things to my child and teach my child in a different way that they can actually understand, yeah, I would prefer for my child to do that. Obviously, they have their choice, mm. but I just want people to, my children and other people's children to feel free to be able to do that. And if I can facilitate that and create a space like an actual school 
um, that it's not run of the mill and they can come together and do that. That's what I want to do. That's incredible. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's the, the mindset that I had about school while I was there. Right. And just pretended that's what school was like. Because I hated school. Yeah. I hated school. I loved college because my sixth form didn't have anything that I needed. So when I went to college and I I went the BTEC route, um, I was like, yeah, like I, I went to Poland in college with a choir that I used to be in called ID, IDMC. And I said, I'm away for like two, three weeks. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And they were like, just use that as part of your education. Like that's going to be towards your that's grade. So, so, so. So dope. You know, and like I really like they didn't tell me up. They were like, no, go it. They're like, it's a, and this is how I know. Like I went to a good college, right? I went to South Thames, the one in Wandsworth, and they were, and maybe because a lot of them were still in the industry and they were still producing, they were still doing that. They just got it. Yeah. They were like, but if the segment that we're on the that part of the syllabus is about touring and creating your own tours and da, 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 and vocal arrangements, and you're saying you're going to be on tour with your gospel choir in a different country and you're helping to like arrange it, but like just go. Yeah, you're doing like, it. You're doing it. And I love that. And that's the stuff I want to implement at some point if I do, if when I do create that school yeah. of that. Yeah. Ah, oh, mum, I want to learn how to play the violin. Okay, well, uncle so and so does this and he's going away um, dad i want to learn architecture okay well go and study engineering with your auntie vanessa because she just helped her, like she literally just created um nine elms mm. and battersea power station mm. do you know what i'm saying mm. like stuff like that is so amazing so that's part of it i guess and yeah, I need to know how to change the wheels in the Cadillac because I'll get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some grills. Yeah, that's wavy. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Incredible conversation. Thank you so much. Is there anything, any last final words? Tell people where they can find you, find your music, find your art. Mm. Any final words? If you could do this all over again, like your 10,000 hours, would you do anything differently? Nope. Mm-hmm. no way no way like it had to go this way mm. like it just had to I think I really realised that like after the album was out mm. I was like this entire journey like to making this album like every pitfall times when I quit times when I was frustrated times when I was inspired Times when I met people, new people like you. Times when people let me down. Like times when I was trying things and it wasn't working. And I would try another way. Mm. Like all of that goes into into the the process of like creating this album. All of that goes into the process of me being like who I am as a producer and mm. the opportunities that I'm now getting that I wasn't ready for five years mm. ago when I thought I was ready mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like and asking God like oh why isn't it that I'm better than this person I'm better than that person like why is it that they're getting this and I'm not getting that and mm. all of that stuff yeah and like I wasn't ready man. Mm. like I wasn't ready man it's it's so real like and it's good that you can know that mm. I think I had this conversation with Reem and Tiny Man. Shout out Tiny Man. Big up Tiny Man. It was uh, crazy, man. I'm sure we had a conversation like this um, where we were talking about 
not it wasn't imposter syndrome, but it was more so of oh, if I had done this and da da da, then I would have been here by now and da 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 da. And and I think Raheem might have said something like along that along those along those words like along that line. But I don't think it, not like. Oh, because it was like that, but it wasn't like that. I think it was more in hindsight. You know, when you look back and you're like, oh, if I had just done that in that way, then I'm, I could have been doing that. Right, or right. Um, but it was like, oh, but we move, you know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I was like, I hear it, but I don't know. You wouldn't have been doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? And I was just like, because you didn't know everything you had to know exactly. at that point, exactly. And you weren't ready. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, but like, it, what about if it, we were going to do it in this way? And I was like, no, because you had some experiences to go through. Like, there were everyone that i know in this industry anyway a lot of us have had people that we thought were on our side and they weren't necessarily on our side and you know you look back at it and you're like how did i even allow that person to dictate any part of my musical career even if it was just how i sneezed on the beat like do you know what i'm saying and then you look back at it and you realize maybe i wasn't the best judge of character like maybe i needed to learn that for myself and that made me understand and appreciate my worth a bit more so Mm. now i am actually at a place where i can see that from afar and say no i don't need that in my life Mm. and you needed to learn that then yeah you could have been given everything then but didn't have that one skill of being able to read somebody yeah not being able to discern their character absolutely got to the top and then i don't know the person's a drug dealer and like <laughs> they take all of your peas and do you know what i'm saying man i, wanna, drug dealer. I need to be on zz mills yeah because that interview with back row g oh, was that ridiculous slapped so hard so man back row g is so sick man i need to meet him i just want to sit down and eat food with him and just you laugh him also. Be like, you must be the most entertaining brother to be around oh, you just i just you know when you see someone you smile yeah. you're like oh you're just you're just the yeah. best man no honestly <laughs> no nah, yeah. that's that's facts it's funny because like not to get like preachy or anything mm. but i was like reading um i was reading my bible this morning um and you know the story of how like jesus was in the boat with the disciples or whatever they just finished like um like ministering to people or whatever Mm. and he was asleep and then all of a sudden there was a storm and then like the disciples was like oh like don't you care that we're gonna drown like (laughs) why are you sleeping it's funny because like i've read that story like so many times Mm. but like when i read it this morning yeah i think the first line i'm paraphrasing hard but like jesus said to them let us cross over to the other side Mm. And then there was all these storms and all of that. And it just made me realise, like, all the storms or challenges and stuff, like, we go through in life, like, all of it is to just get to the other side, to just get to the next level, to just get to wherever God wants us to be. Do you know what I mean? Whatever Mm. God wants us to do. So it's like, looking back and being like, ah, like, yeah, obviously, yeah, we can look back and be like, ah, it was a mistake to do this. Mm. But... God used the mistake to teach you a lesson or to usher mm. you into or to introduce you to this person, which then leads to this and which then leads to that. So it's yeah. like, back to your original question, like I could never look back and be like, oh, no, I wish I would do have done this differently or I would have done that differently because it's like, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And who knows how much where I am today will affect where I'll be in a year's time, yeah. in two years time. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like, so... Um, so yeah, dope. 
this was an amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shante. Thanks for having uh, me. Where can they find you on the on the socials? On the socials. So www.shante.com. S H A N T E H. Same thing for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think is Shante UK. Okay. And TikTok, I don't know, I'm trying to tick and talk and them. Yeah, I've got the TikTok, man, I've got a couple of videos on the TikTok, man, it's not really active on it like that. It's mad entertaining. It, it is, yeah, me. like, it is. I resisted it for a very long time, <laughs> I was just like, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, whenever I go on TikTok, I'm on it for like two hours, I'm like, mm, I've got stuff to do. Yeah, but yeah. But like, it's, it is it is really, really, like, entertaining, a lot of fun. Yeah. Quick question, actually, Yo. like, side question on like the whole like social media and stuff like that yeah like what are your thoughts on how that's affecting i guess like music and how people release music and stuff Mm. um the the medium has changed or it keeps evolving but the message is still the same Mm. and i feel like we gotta get with the times and this is me being like conspiracy theory queen like number one like just hating everything i didn't use my front cam on my phone for time because i was like they're watching us Mm. like all of this (laughs) stuff yeah but like um we kind of got to move with it and if we still feel a bit anti about social media which even i do like i still quite feel anti you just have to make it work for in in your advantage Mm. i remember they said that they gave the first ever radio transmitter feed to the church back in the day wow but the church didn't take it because they thought it was of no it was of like the devil or something like that. And I just found that really interesting wow. because now it's like one of the biggest sources of information, yeah. good and hella bad. Mm. Like, and now I just always think, imagine if like we were really in tune with what God was saying about that. How much of an influence could we have had on the world for Honestly. like the better? And there probably might be like less f- less fake people out there pretending that they love God and just coming out with a different agenda. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, social media is cool. I think the one thing that bothers me is that people will listen to music by numbers. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. Um, and you can't force anybody to change their perspective on a musical taste these days if they're if they're or not even force anybody to change their perspective but even just try and get them to listen to something different something that they would never listen to because it's a numbers game yeah and now they've got listeners feeding into the numbers game as well i'm not gonna watch that video because there's only 300 views on it Mm. i can't watch it Mm. yeah but the song is sick and you would never know Mm. because i don't know my friend didn't recommend it to me and if your friend recommends me something that it's usually got like five million views Mm. so i know it's something to watch Mm. so you're gonna wait for five million people to have an opinion on it before you before you so that you can create your own opinion and it's not even yours wow like what the heck is that yeah you're brainwashed man but but use it to your advantage like it's become the new the new business card. Mm, it's so true. It's the new business card, man. No one wants business cards these days. What's your Insta? Yeah. What's your Snap? I don't even have Snap. And like, I know the value of having Snap. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? So just got to make it work, man. And, it, and you know, at some point, get someone to do your socials for you. Yeah. You I know? hope to like retire from social media by the time I'm 40. That would be good, you know. I would like to. You can just be like Beyonce and Jay Z, and then when they just show up, like they yeah. just take photos <laughs> and then, dip, <laughs> and then dip. no captions, just pics, just pics. Yeah, and it's so funny because I was I always think about them when it comes to socials. 
they don't say anything. Mm. You don't know what's going on in their lives at all. Yeah. And I think they're probably the only set of people of uh, the only set of artists and celebrities of the that era before and of the current era now that are able to keep up that keep up that elusiveness and still want you to be drawn in by Absolutely. what they do. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a special thing. It's a gift. It's an art to be able to do that. It's you so know? true. Like people still care. They don't know anything about you, but they still care. Mm. So um yeah, I think that's dope. I think that's great. You can you can do that. I think you could. I think I could. Yeah. I just like saying what it is, what's the stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I could do that. Like, and I feel like if I am going to then let you into a part of my life, it's going to be really special because you're like, oh, she doesn't do lives often. Exactly. Or she doesn't, she doesn't post on her story often or whatever. I think privacy is nice. Yeah. Privacy is nice. So when you do open up a little bit, it's a special thing. Absolutely. And it makes the people who have, supported you all of that time along the way for included in what you're doing and you should do you should include them you wouldn't be there without those people 100%. yeah yeah thank you so much thank you this has been decoded see you on the next episode